3: It's a Monday night homecoming wrap, uh, wrap up, recap right here on the OMG Strike Zone. I got to get my days and my shows (laughs) right uh, because there's so many of them. Uh, So uh, Brian Fulford, hold on, let me make, you know, what I don't have is this thing on. So just in case you didn't know who we are, I'm Brian Fulford. That's Marcus Green. That's Kelvin Rozier. And uh, it's good to be on with this special bonus bonus show edition on the uh, ONG Strike Zone. Uh, I want to give people a few minutes because they may be just trying to find us. I know normally, you know, we would be uh, on our JBN YouTube page, but this episode is exclusively on our ONG Strike Zone YouTube page, but also it's on, you can find it on Twitter, ONG Strike Zone, and on Facebook page. So we want to give... Want to give a little special love to the to the unique Rattlers who follow us. We love everybody, but this one we wanted to make special just for uh, the family. So that's why we're here. Uh, Kelvin it's good to see you again. Marcus is good to see you. How you guys doing tonight?
2: Uh, feeling good. Homecoming win. You know, just sitting here watching it and just beaming with joy. And I know you guys were holding it down
4: feel like a champion. I feel like a champion.
1: I feel like
4: going
3: on. Oh, man, you're singing. God it you. we We singing. That, that, that's, that's what it's got you doing? Hey, look. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, yes, sir. Florida A&M 45, Prairie View 7. Um, big time win Uh, at home for homecoming number 18 in a row. Uh, we got a, We got special guests. We got special guests lined up right off the jump. So let's go ahead and bring in our, our first guest of the evening to kind of give us the, the tea, give us the skinny on this win. Had to switch the background there. You know, I like the orange and green look in the background. Let's bring on the one and only wide receiver, number 88 on the field, number one in your heart, Nicholas Dixon. Nick, yeah. how you doing, my man? Good to see you this Hi. evening.
0: I'm good. I'm good. How's everybody doing? Doing great. good, Nick. Congratulations! Congratulations,
3: man. Congratulations, mm-hmm. man. How- Thank you. Talk a little bit about that—the emotion, the the feelings, uh, the the years uh, that that you put in. And obviously, we know the job isn't done. But you know, the first step was winning the East. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the the emotions of the moment right now, or from the weekend rather.
0: Yeah. All right. So the emotions have died down, but this weekend was, it was really, it was surreal. I think Coach Simmons, every time we walk on the field, you can ask him. Um, It was just pure joy, honestly. Uh I'm the youngest in my house, and I am the only one in my house that has not gotten any type of championship in football, outside of probably, like, literally. So, to have a chance, and I could taste it, like, I could see that we're going to be in the championship game. We know that now, but now, after we found out, like we after we knew we guaranteed the win, on the sidelines we were stressing, keep the foot on the pedal. And when we got into the locker room, they let us know that one more win will clinch home field advantage. So that's perfect for us because we always think go one and zero. But this weekend it felt like a movie. Honestly, came out hot. We had a good week of practice. Coach Simmons made sure we we're locked in. You know he coached that PV. So this was obviously personal. So we had we had to get the win and we had to win big. And, you know, I think this just showed a lot of people when we lock in everywhere at every position as a team, what we can really do. And we weren't even 100 percent locked in all the way throughout the game. I'll be honest. We had moments where we folded and and try to do too much where things didn't go our way. But if we just consistently force people to snap the ball again, make the routine plays, make layups, get everything communicated, it's going to be it's going to keep going up. We'll keep trending up.
3: Nice. Go ahead, Marcus.
2: Nick, Once again, uh, congratulations. And also, uh, I guess I have a double question. First, tell us about that touchdown catch. I mean, you were, it was like (laughs) some old fashioned inside the NFL type highlight toe tap. And then the second thing I wanted to ask that you've been there about the same amount of time as Coach Simmons, part of the inaugural class. So tell us about your journey and i guess there are about four or five other players who are still in that inaugural class who are on the team as players or one as a grad assistant coach Mm -hmm. Uh, i guess if you could summarize you guys emotion and your journey going from that start to now
0: okay so i do two things all right this weekend on the touchdown uh me and jeremy we drill we get a lot of reps in and practice you know just making routine plays and catches and coach ac coach carter he's from tallahassee and i i've known about him because i'm from tallahassee i've been known about him when we got him as a coach i saw myself take another jump because i don't know what it was about him but i just stuck to him so what you're seeing on the field is a product of me buying into the coaching mm. all the way fully <laughs> yeah i got the picture that's nice It's that it's actually my lot screen right now <laughs> and with that right. with the first class is me, I walked on, Coach Simmons let me walk on, Managos, David signed, David Managos signed, Dank Smith signed, Cam Coven signed. And I think Izzy, and Izzy is the uh, the team, uh, he's like our, he helps with the quarterback signals and he's a uh, grad assistant. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm trying to make sure I don't leave anybody out from the first class.
3: Yeah, did we, did we did we did we catch you there? He might he might have got sniped there a little bit. Are you guys there? Yeah,
2: I'm still yeah, here. Yeah, I'm here.
3: Okay, okay. Let's uh let's let's give Nick a second. Maybe he'll. We'll see if he jumps back in. And there's again that that amazing catch, uh, by Beautiful. Nick there. Beautiful catch. Hey, I didn't. Even... Hey,
4: let, let me just say on that particular play. I was going to say it in my commentary since we got a minute, though. Uh, I I say it now. That pass from Musa was on the money. It was the only place it could have been, and he catching and still be able to be in the bounce. Um, And there was a guy from the edge who was coming, who was beaming right in on him. Mm -hmm. And he stood there like a champ and delivered a dime. And, of course, the the, the catch and the footwork – man it was a lot it was a lot to like this uh this weekend but but that was a beautiful football play man that's what i like to see
3: (laughs) yeah um yeah no no doubt i mean you know some great some great visuals i mean just i i'm just you know that there were a couple of dimes that Musa threw even the one to to prove it i mean if you go and look at the the two passes it's hard to say which was better uh, yeah. Here we got Nick back. Here we got Nick back. Um,
0: but I just had to redo my whole Wi-Fi. That's but, all right. Ooh, I didn't see that picture either. <laughs> As okay. I didn't see that picture, but that's everybody in the narrow class. And the feeling that we had together, because me and me and Man, we had film today. Me and Manago we were just talking about it in the film. Like, it's crazy. Like, we came in together, and we all told each other. Like, when Coach Simmons first recruited us, he told us, we're going to be the ones to change it because there wasn't a person in our class that signed with the record under 500 coming out of high school. He told us, he was like, I'm recruiting winners because we have to win. He was like, you don't recruit losers to a winning program. He's like, you recruit winners. So all of us knowing, coming from winning programs in high school and buying in and listening to everything Coach says, we kind of knew, we know Coach Simmons is a winner. I know for sure. I'm from the area. He's from Quincy. Everybody knows about him. So I knew he was a winner for sure. And I was just happy that he got a bunch of dudes that are coming buy in and and actually love family and play for the school. It's different when you play for your school. Yeah, mm. for sure, for sure. Uh,
3: what do you got in there, Kelvin? Go ahead.
4: Nick, being being a local guy and and, and being here so long, um, and and finally, you know, you were very adamant last time uh, about uh and and, and you. And, uh, I, I watched the clips of you on social media where you, you know, you was putting in the work and um, it, you, you gave every indication that you thought that your production, you could have this kind of season. And also that the rattlers could have this kind of season. And, and I say you, you've delivered in spades. I heard you talk about coach AC and buying into his coaching and so forth. But I, you know, it's a lot of guys on that team that are from the area and I know that you talked to some of them at different times. Some of them that came in later on. Um, just talk about the pride, because if you look at the stadium, I mean, family has always had good attendance and a, and a rabbit fan base. But it it also makes a difference when we know the the players and we've seen them grow up and, and play from Pee Wee to Pop Warner. When we when we got family members and so forth. So just describe that experience for you being a local kid. And the success we're having this year, and you having an individually also on the field. Oh, it Look like he got froze again. My yeah, cousin was yeah. too long.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He, I know he said he's dealing with Wi-Fi issues. So yeah, uh, but no, that's a yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it. We'll give him a second here. Um, appreciate you guys going back. I was looking at the uh, the uh, stats here. Here he is. Okay,
0: he's back. I'm just doing it on my phone because I know my phone won't fail me.
3: I just there didn't want
0: know. I wanted to do it on a laptop so I could feel special, but I I'll do it on my you. phone. It's all good. It's all good. Did
3: you happen to hear the, the, the question? I know Kelvin had a long question there. It
0: it cut out a little bit. Can you can it, you repeat it, please? Yeah,
4: the, yeah. The question was, you know, we, we were able to watch you. I was able to watch you on social media and you know, you you during the spring and the summer and seeing you work out and the work you was putting in. And you were pretty adamant that you thought you know you, this would be a very productive season for you as well as for the team, and it has been. Being a local product and being with the program so long, and now to come to your last season and have this kind of season you having, along with the team having the season they have, just talk about you know how that how that feels, man, and what made made you have
0: so much confidence this year. Um. So I mean, you see the names that we have on the team. You know, we have. In the secondary, we got Javon Morgan. He's from Tallahassee. We got Marcus Riley at corner. He's from Tallahassee. We got Kamari from Tallahassee. And all those guys, I'm not going to say me. Uh, I had to learn to go from talking to just working. But all those guys are hit the ground work, blue collar guys. Like They're going to work. So when we got Marcus here, Kamari's been here. We got Yant here. We got Wu here. We got all the local guys here. It's kind of easy to gel, and I think of it as like this, and I think Coach Simmons does too. When you get a bunch of guys that are already closing it together, they can pull somebody else with them because you already see that group over there close. So just get them together. So once we got we got our team together in the spring, we added some more pieces. We got Coach ACN. We got basically everything, all our pieces in the spring, and we had no real changes since the spring. Everybody was here for the summer. You know, it was – it was really destiny, really. I'll put it like that. This is the first time I've been here where everybody was here in the summer. Everybody was working where we had the nutrition. We had people, people had things to do. If, if we had to get a job, there were jobs available. People helped us get jobs. People helped us with housing. It was just, and I got to give credit to uh, AD Psych. She helped out a lot too. Like she hit, she got here. She told us that she was going to deliver and she's delivering, you know, so I appreciate that. And this year, our coaches did more of a, they're more transparent with us. You know, it's easy when you know your coaches just being up front with you transparent. Like it's not that they weren't up front with us before is that what my generation, and I don't like it sometimes because my parents told me everything you don't need to know, but my, our coaches are, they're letting us know why you're not playing, what you need to do to get on the field. And I think that's a great, that's great, real transparent. Let me know what I need to do. If I'm messing up, don't like they're not they're not giving up on people they're they're harping it because great teams you're gonna be on somebody you're gonna be on that kid from the day one of fall camp till the end of whatever the season is you know that was that was another thing we had guys taking a brother along like if kids not dudes don't have rides. it's people hustling to get somebody there you know it's a real it's, it feels like a family that's that and the success my success it's just doing your 111. Whenever anybody's in at the position X, Y, Z, tight end, running back, anybody has the capability to do what all of us have been doing, which is just making plays. So it just matters when the ball comes, just don't let the lights be too big. That was the thing I had to learn. Like, if you're going to talk about it, actually believe in it, believe that you can do it. And Coach AC helped me with that. My dad helped me with that. My brothers helped me with that. And being around my friends that play on the team, i like, all my, all of my, Closest friends from childhood on up play on the team now, so it's great to go in the locker room, see my friend, go to class, walk campus. Oh, hey, what you finna do, bro? Like, see my friend again, go to the go to the club, go out. It's just, it feels like a TV show. It feels scripted. It feel like every. It feel like we got everything we wanted. It got feel like we got our cake and we can eat it. So, that's that's what it feels like. Like, it just feels great. I promise I walk around smiling all day every day.
3: And and I and I imagine it's not like that. You talk to a lot of brothers and a lot of friends at other schools. I, it can't be like that at other schools.
0: Look, I got friends at other schools and they make it sound like a business and it's no I have no problem with that, but my dad always told me when his job feels like business, he just going to go get another job. You know and I I respect that I respect dudes that can go to those schools where it's cut and dry business, not real family atmosphere. I got dogs. I have friends at the Power Five level, Group of Five, FCSD two, and a good majority of my friends have told me if fam was like this when they were coming out, they would have came to FAM. Mm. You know, but I also have a bunch of friends. I have some friends that hit the portal and came here because they always wanted to be around. I have friends they will come here, but. Me and my friends, we all believe in sticking it out and loyalty. So some of them won't transfer, they won't leave, stuff like that. But them bigger schools, Coach Rich tweeted the other day people go to Power Fives, lose the love for the game, come to FAMU. They come all to that. FAMU and they, they relearn the love for the game. Yeah. I, I think, I do think that is true. I've seen dudes come to FAMU and they're thinking, oh, I'm coming to a small HBCU. I'm going to just come, try to get stats, do whatever. And then, Couple weeks later, about a month of them being here, they're all smiles. You know, you know, everybody got the HBCU struggles, you know, your financial aid and stuff, maybe you like that, whatever. You know, it's is the yeah. HBCU experience. But other than that, it's nothing but smiles. I I love like I love playing in front of my people. True that. And a lot of people on the team feel the same way. It's different when you walk out on homecoming and it's a packed crowd. And it's us out there. Like that is a that's a different feeling. It is it is a great feeling. Hey, that
3: that, that, that is an awesome it description. Up. That's Love an awesome. It. Description. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh Marcus, you got any last questions you want to get in? Because we don't want to hold Nick too long because they back to they back on the grind. At what time is practice? Like six, seven in the morning, Nick?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, so we're so we on the field at six Well
3: uh Marcus, get any last questions in there? I think you're on mute
2: You kind of alluded to it the last couple responses that you gave, but what has the resurgence of FAMU's football fortunes over the what I'll call the dark times, um, maybe in the early 2000s, I mean, you know, 2010s. What does that mean for the
0: community? Um, it's funny because I had to learn this as I got older. A lot of people don't know this. I talk about it all the time sometimes and I'll put it on my social media. I'm the I'm the first in my direct family to come here. Uh both my brothers play at Florida State. Under Jimbo and my dad played under Bobby Bowden in the 80s and 90s. So when I was growing up, uh, I grew up on the north side of Tallahassee, over near the Gobby area. So I didn't, re- and I wasn't a kid. I was just outside. I was football, school, go home, play the game. Like I was with my friends, we'll work out. So it's funny. I remember going to maybe because I like watching football. You no, know, I love our band. I love the atmosphere, but I am a I want to watch some good football on a Saturday. So during those times, I wasn't really watching FAMU. But I do know that if I would go see my friend on the south side, if I would go see my friends, if I would just drive by campus, it looks completely different from when it did back then to now. Like, the energy feels different. Uh, I know that when my brothers were in school, they weren't really that cool with a lot of people that played football at FAMU. I know now that FAMU football and FSU football, both of us being good, a lot of us have connections now, though. Like, it feels good that we're both two-winning programs. We're both happy with each other. We hang out. We can talk. I worked at the camp this summer. I worked the Marvin Wilson football camp with Tatum, uh, Thabo, Marv, because Marv played my brother. I worked with Marv. J- Jalen Goss came over and some other guys. It, when them, he was good. I'm not going to say he only let us do that because we were good. I mean, it's a good connection. But it, things are better when everybody's winning. My coach, my coach calls people Charlie Browns because a Charlie Brown is a lovable loser. So, nobody wants to be a Charlie Brown. <laughs> nobody wants to be a Charlie Brown. You oh, know? I got to use that. I got to you use wanna, that. I love that. But you want to be a winner, like you want to. And this happening, Coach Simmons, Coach Simmons coming home and turning everything around. He did it. And a lot of people, a lot of people want to talk about a lot of other coaches and what other coaches do. I have watched my coach come here, and I've watched him put up with a lot. I've watched him go through a lot, and I have watched him do nothing but duck his head and work. As a lot of people, I don't think people understand. I have we have played a football game off of one day of practice because of a hurricane, and Coach Simmons got us ready and we won. We went to North Carolina and team my freshman year off of one right. practice during sure. a hurricane yes, and we won. Yes, and sir. I don't care how talented a team is. It takes a great head football coach to be able to do that. And I joke with him all the time and have fun with him and play with him, but he is a he is a businessman. He likes to talk about the mentality and the work ethic. And you always have to have a GA's mentality, he said, because we're all GA's once. You have to have a GA's mentality. I truly believe he has a GA's mentality still. Like he's he's about doing everything and getting the grunt work done. I don't think it's a lot of I don't think it's a lot of coaches like Coach Simmons in college football. And I I do appreciate him while he is here because I know he's not gonna be here forever. Somebody like that is gonna get grabbed up, and I'm just I'm just happy that the whole time I was here I didn't have to have a different head coach. You know that is a, that is one of the greater feelings and playing in front of the Nation, playing in front of y'all in Bragg, It is a it is a great feeling. I I was a kid. I used to say, man, I want to go to Bama. I want to play for Florida State. I want to play for Oregon. I know, in my in my heart of hearts, it wouldn't have been the same for me. And my brothers and my mom and dad could tell you they were all worried when I was going to college because they didn't know, like they didn't know how I'd feel, how I'd do being a walk on. Your brothers went to Florida State, this and that. Fam, you helped me become who I am and made me comfortable in being myself. Like as a student, as a person, as an athlete, I never got like shame for who I was. I was always able to be me. So I just gotta thank Fam, you for that. I always appreciate that. And we oh, are man. going to we are I don't want to guarantee it or speak crazy, but we are going to do our best to, to go one and zero this week so that we can have the SWAC championship at home for Rattler Nation. That yes, sir. So. To do we are going to wake up tomorrow, have a good practice, and we're gonna take it one day at a time. That is that is one thing that Coach Simmons preaches. Don't look too far ahead. Like a lot of people are talking about, get your tickets for get your tickets for Alabama AM. Don't worry about Celebration Bowl. Don't worry. I, I, about I will the be practice. there. Don't worry about any other game. If you talk <laughs> about getting tickets on Twitter or Instagram or any in little rapper spaces, get tickets for Alabama Get tickets for the next game. And if you just keep getting tickets for the next game, if everything goes how how the plan is planned, you wanna we know. will see y'all in Atlanta. You just gotta keep going one and oh. know One and everybody wanna talk about it a bit go. We gotta go one and oh. I'm yeah. not worried about any championship. I have this shirt on. This is my shirt from JSU. You don't want people to think this is a championship. No, I saw shirt. that. I saw it's that. I saw that. I saw that. The shirt we got after we won the uh Orange Blossom Classic. I am focused on Alabama them and so are my teammates. I want Rattler Nation to focus on Alabama A and them. You know, y'all do the trash talking, have the fun, but just know we are locked in on big going one and over. Oh. It is nice to be crowned the SWAC East. I don't see that as a real championship. I want the I want to be the best in the SWAC. Now I want sure. to be the best. Now I want to be the best in the HBCU football. I don't want to just be the best in, on the side of a conference as sure. I feel like that's settling. So I just want everybody to gear up, be ready to go to Huntsville this week. You know, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I don't know how it feels up it gonna there. It's going to be a little chilly. I'm going to be playing football. I ain't going to be that cold. I don't get, <laughs> I'm, I'm layered from in
3: Florida, up. Floor, that's right. That's right. Hey, uh Nick, I, I, and I, I don't know whether you were in one of these photos, but there was a photo of, uh and it was a young man. Uh, a young a young kid, young, probably maybe about six, seven, first, second grader. And he, he was taking a picture with a lot of the guys after the game on the field. And just reading the post from his mom, I wish I would have thought to pull up the, the, the she, Twitter she, handle. She works
0: with me. I wasn't in that photo, but I, I did take a picture. You know what I'm scene. talking about. Yeah, now, right? I took a picture yes. with another kid around the fence. But honestly, yeah. I feel like you're going to ask, what does it mean to do stuff like that? And I promise you, it means the world. I was that little kid once. Right. I got to always stop. Uh, they they get mad at me for giving gloves out of stuff. <laughs> if I don't got a pair of gloves, I, I, I if I'm an adult and if y'all can't give me no gloves and I have to go buy, if I can't go buy a pair of gloves, that's a bigger situation. But if yeah. I give up, when dudes used to, my brothers used to give me gloves to the point where they were like, all right, go get gloves from somebody else on the team. When I was, But getting those gloves, wearing those gloves, seeing myself playing at Florida State when I was a kid, seeing myself playing at those schools. That did a lot, like people like to clown. People used to clown me, like not even people used to clown me. It used to be like, why do you guys walk around with football? Why do you always do this? It's like y'all don't know like what I'm thinking, like what I'm going through my head. Like, I have an active mind. I know there are kids like me walking around, seeing themselves, seeing their future, thinking about what they're gonna do, and I know that's I know that's big. I know that's big. Like I know, like seeing a college football player having him walk up to you, give you the gloves, take a picture, talk to you, is it's big when I'm not gonna say I'm anybody's hero, but college football player are a lot of people heroes. It's big when your hero will just come talk to you. Like, if you look up to somebody, I don't, I don't want this to be for anybody. If anybody ever just wants to take the time out of the day to talk to you, no matter what you have going on, just think how would would you want somebody to do that for you? That's what I think.
3: You're inspiring. You're inspiring one person, one child at a time, Nick. And that's huge, man. The same the same, you're paying it forward, the same way people did that for you. You're in a you're in a situation where you're able to do that for someone else. And, uh, man, you know, uh, God's blessed you with, with a great opportunity. And I love the fact that you're using, uh, using this space and using every moment that you got to live it right and, yeah. and, and pay it forward, man. So, uh, keep doing your thing, man, keep grinding, uh, you and the, you and the fellas one and oh. You start brand new on uh on, on Tuesday morning when the sun rises it's a new day and a new opportunity to be great and uh we know you guys will so yes, uh, we will talk again I know if Kelvin sees you in uh Huntsville I know he'll holler but uh you guys have a great week of practice yes sir he travels to uh Huntsville Rattler Nation I know we'll be there and uh get the job done baby one and oh.
4: thank you y'all have a good one yes sir all right Nick
3: all right Nick Dixon ladies and gentlemen Man, love that love that young man. Love that guy.
4: Absolutely, he, man. Awesome personality and you know g- really get what being a a Rattler and what family means. You know, yeah. to me hbc all HBCUs, but particularly FAMU. The reason we so we so rabid about FAMU is because we love FAMU. You can hear it yeah. when he talks. Yeah. He loves FAMU and he's appreciative he's appreciative of what family has done for him. Yeah. And, and man, I, I man, it just gave me chills listening to
3: it. It did. It did. You know, I, I wrote a recommend, and this is off the subject real quick, but we are just talking about paying for, I, I wrote a recommendation for a young lady today and uh senior, one of my classes. And, uh, I was giving her a hard time because she was she, she was going to other. She wants she put down other schools. You know, she's a senior. So you fill out applications for other schools. And I told her, I said, I'm not writing your letter until you get to FAMU. When you when you're ready to to apply for FAMU, I'll write the letter of recommendation. Now, I, know, I know that might have been cold, but hey, that's how I am. You want a recommendation from me? You apply to FAMU. So I wrote the recommendation today and because I know she was waiting on it to send to spellman as well as FAMU. And I, I just as I'm writing it. I'm visualizing, you know, that this young person will be a great Florida A&M student. I know she will. I and and just like you hear it in Nick, that that passion, that love, and that that thing that it's kind of burned in all of us, even through our struggles. I know we all probably had struggles, yeah. and uh, and and some of us, those of us coming from far away places. Hey, look, there was times when we all questioned, man, do I really want to go back? And I'm thankful to this day, my mother said. God rest her soul. She said, stay. She said, just give it some time. And God bless, sure enough, I met some of the best friends of my life uh, later that semester and the following year. And so uh, I changed my life. So I tell people all the time, that's what FAMU does. And even when you go away from FAMU for several years for whatever reason, and when you come back, it's like you never left. So yep. that's, that's the beautiful thing. That's uh that's, that's you. FAMU, that's family. Um, let's keep this thing going. I, I'm not, let's get to some of the, 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 the game, because coming up at eight 15, I think we're going to have coach Simmons coming up at eight 15. I think that's what he's scheduled for. So it kind of gives us about a 15 minute window here to talk about the game, go through a few of the stats, things that we saw, and then get into uh, talking with him. And we're not going to be here for long. We appreciate you guys. Hit the thumbs up or the like button if you're watching on our YouTube page, ONG Strike Zone, or our Facebook page. If you're watching on Twitter, jump on one of those two streams, Facebook or YouTube, at ONG Strike Zone, and uh, join the page. Uh, Make sure to hit the thumbs up button wherever you are. Share it with uh, Rattler Nation, just kind of an exclusive thing. Uh, Normally on Wednesday nights, You'll be able to catch the show on our normal location uh, on the uh, Jericho Broadcast Network's YouTube page. But it will also stream here. You can also get it on our website, myjbn.net. And uh, you can also download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play or Apple App Store. Just search myjbn, mybcsn, and you can find it in all places. So uh, FAMU gets the win, 45-7. to Um, we score in every quarter, uh, of this contest, uh, 14 points in the first, seven in the second, 10 in the third, 14 in the fourth. I think, was it you, Kelvin or Marcus? Somebody said, this is the first time we've scored in every quarter this season. Is it not?
2: That must've been Kelvin, but I I think think you're right. That's correct. And, uh,
3: and, uh,
4: Kenya, Kenya point, Kenya sites pointed it out too on social media.
3: Okay. Yeah. And, and it's the first time that we, Hey, we, we cracked the third. It's funny because I was, in I was in the, I was in the, uh, I was in the media box with uh, with Keith Hadley and, uh, and a few other folks. Uh, uh, shout out to Keith and shout out to Kennedy on doing the stat part of the stat crew. Uh, and uh, Gerald was up there. Mr. Sinclair was up there uh, who, by the way, uh, Sinclair makes, might have been the greatest empanadas I ever tasted. I'm just letting you know. I I I, the man put his foot in some empanadas, but they tasted absolutely great, uh, by the way. Um (laughs) but but uh where was I going with this? Um the yeah I gotta talk about thirty one point cap. Thank you, thank you. Uh we we all joked about it at one point because right after we scored thirty one is I think when we had our first uh either our first fumble was it a fumble on the on that drive when we were trying to see whether we could break the 31 point cap? And it's like I had this this kick in my gut, like, oh hell, come on now. Don't do this. Don't let's not let's not. Here we are rolling on these dudes, and let's not fumble the ball and mess up breaking 31 points. And sure enough, we did. Um we had guys score, uh, I think three Godby guys scored. Of course, Nick Dixon. From Godby, uh, let me see who else? I, I that, if that's, I don't know if that was correct when that was said. I heard that said, mm-hmm. no, no, no. No. Okay. no, I don't know what that was then. Okay, so I, I scratch, scratch no. that, scratch that, scratch that. Oh, but we have Deans T- from Rickards, yeah, okay, maybe it was Tallahassee guys, maybe that's what he was thinking of, but anyway, we had Terrell Jennings score on a three yard touchdown run on a seven play, 80 yard drive to open the game up. Uh, then of course that great catch that Nick had, 36 yards from Musa, which I mean, just look at the image. Uh, one more time for this image. Uh, my God, what a beautiful toe! Look at the toe drag. And there's even a, there's even a better zoomed in photo of this on Instagram uh, at FAMU Athletics. Uh, uh, sorry, the QR code covered up Marcus there. Um, but uh, yeah, that just Great catch, great throw. Uh, Prairie View did end up scoring uh, with uh, 5.06 remaining in the second, but then we came back. Musa again found Jeremy Pruitt. Somehow he found him in the corner, which I still have to go back and watch the replay because I don't know how Pruitt caught that. Uh, Musa threw it to the one spot, I guess, in the corner. Amazing throw, uh, four yards to Pruitt. Uh, for his second passing touchdown of the game, FAMU goes up twenty-one to seven into halftime. Uh, coming out of the third quarter, the jamari Sharid run of fifty-two yards, which I think was a maybe a three-yard pass and a forty-eight yard, forty-nine yard run. I mean, there he. I think people- he
4: actually caught the pass behind the line of scrimmage.
3: You might be right. You might be yeah. right that he did catch it behind, and he got going, and he bounced off guys, broke through the tackle. And I'm just like, no, you mean this guy's going to go? And somebody even pushed him forward. And I'm just like, oh, my God, Prairie tackling. Just That's when I knew, okay, this game is ours. Because if, if the, the, the number of guys he bounced off of to get home was amazing. But uh, great run by Sheree, 52 yards. That's Moose's third touchdown of the game. Uh, Cameron Gillis came, hit a 27-yard field goal at the end of an 11-play drive in the third quarter. That got us to 31. Then, of course, the Kelvin Dean touchdown off of an eight-play drive with 737 in the fourth quarter. Took us to 38. And then with 135 to play, Tevin Griffey with the pick six, 10 yards. Daddy's in the end zone with the big super zoom lens. I mean, you couldn't have written a better ending. Forty-five points, forty-five to seven. FAMU scored on drives, seven-play drive, um, uh, and eleven-play drive. Well, no, I thought, and, well, an eight-play drive. So we, I mean, we we did it. Short drives, long drives. Outstanding work, uh, Kelvin. Your 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 thoughts on offensive, defensive performances, whatever, wherever you want to go with this. Your thoughts?
4: A couple of things that stood out for me. First, first the um the secondary. We played complementary football. They got turnovers. We got interceptions, giving yeah. our offense multiple opportunities to uh, score. I mean, the scoring before the half, you know, that was set up by you know a uh, uh, turnover. So, so I, I really like how the secondary looked. For the first time, they were aggressive. And, and they made plays. Mm. They made plays. So that, that stood out to me. The second thing that really stood out to me, finishing halves. Great yep. teams. They finished halves. So we scored, again, for the second time in a row, because we did the same thing as Texas Southern in the last minute of the, of, the, of the second quarter, going into halftime, we scored a touchdown. So we're going into halftime with momentum. Also, in the fourth quarter, you mentioned we, we scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. We finished the game. And I think that's a very important I, – I believe I, – I was so positive about this win for many reasons. And, what, and Nick kind of reinforced some of my beliefs about how we played this game. I believe a game like this gives the guys some swagger, some confidence – and we'll have opportunity again this week to play some, but some a team that doesn't have a strong defense. And so, the more confident and more success these guys have, I think the more dangerous they they are going to be. Because as 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 Nick mentioned, and as, as we said before the season started, this team has depth. That's what separates us from everybody else. You might can play with us for a quarter quarter and a half you might can get to halftime but eventually the quality of our depth is going to get you so man i i was really excited about this win you know and we re- we still left some points on the on on the board on the field but you know for me it was never about being perfect what it was about was playing to your capabilities mm-hmm. and this was the first time all season i think for mostly the whole game, all four quarters, we played close to our abilities. And it and, and therefore the score showed it.
3: Marcus uh, had a chance to lead the watch party. Um, so, uh, what, what what was your what was your view? Of course, you had the the uh, Tiffany Green, Jay Walker um, in your ear. Uh, uh,
2: your it was it was a great game from beginning to end. And like Kelvin noted, one of the things um, the the defensive backfield seemed a lot more aggressive. There were a lot more tip balls. I know we still we tend to play off a lot, but it seemed like we came up faster. I don't know. It sounds like Coach's um, Coach Simmons' um, plea, if you will, to have the defensive backs play more aggressively was heard, and they were all over the place. And even the play where they scored the lone touchdown, I mean, it was pretty much blanket coverage perfect by coverage. Kendall Bowler, yeah. and it was just a perfect need to turn and, around. Yeah, if he had turned around, we could have had a shutout because I don't think they would have been sniffing anything else. And, you know, that's not the fault of him. It was just a, a yeah. great play, a great placement of the ball. Play. And, I mean, he still almost knocked it out, but it was just like it, the guy kind of bobbled it, and I was trying to check and see if he got control before he crossed the end zone and went out of bounds. But regardless, the defense was playing tight, and it didn't seem, even though we did have a couple penalties, it didn't seem as problematic as in previous games. We only had four. Okay, if and I was looking trying to that find right. that. I was trying to look for it in the game summary, how many we had. So I think a lot of things are coming together. Even some of the things we talked about off camera and in previous shows where with the amount of senior experience and grad students and higher upper level, upperclassmen that we have that you would think some of these issues wouldn't be as prevalent. But it seems like it's everything's gelling at the right time. And the offense was just you know, working, working it. And I think, you know, I guess the one thing I know one drop that uh, Marcus Riley had when it looked like, I don't know if it was a corner route, whatever, he was wide open in the end zone and just kind of the ball got him. I mean, but for the most part, everything was clicking.
3: Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, let's go to our, our special guest that we have that's going to be joining us right now. Uh, Let's see. Make sure I got him here. Hold on. It's a little issue here. Okay, here we go. Uh, joining us now, our head coach, the head <laughs> ball coach, Coach Willie Simmons. All coach, right. Congratulations. Good to see you. Uh, I know it's been a busy day. You've been talking to a lot of media, talking to a lot of folks. Uh, how are you feeling at the end of the day? I'm about like everybody else that came to homecoming. I'm tired. <laughs> 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 what What's it what's it like for, for you? post game you know i mean as much as you can share i mean because you've had all this busy work leading up to uh and then you get you give yourself i'm sure a little bit of time to enjoy festivities where was the where was the first spot you went to once the game was over where do you and the wife and kids go which little spot on on Perry street did you hit or however you want to share it you know give us give us a little inside
1: well uh actually the the wife took the kids home um you know we we got a sit because we obviously wanted to 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 celebrate and hang out. She's an alum, you know, so homecoming is is huge to her. She was able to hang out some on Thursday and Friday night. So we uh, she went home and and changed. I brought my clothes with me because I knew if I went home, I probably gonna fall asleep and not get back out. But uh, so she ended up, uh, we went to one of our classmates, their uh, their attorneys, that do a party every year. Uh, So I went by there with some friends. She she didn't make it to that one because she didn't get back in time. Um, We had tickets to the moon. Ended up, you know, I went in for a little bit. She ended up not doing it, and then, um, you know, my my customary post game celebration is is at Capital Cigars, where I'm a member. Uh, just go there and hang out, decompress a little bit. It's kind of my time to just get away. Um, you know, Tom, the the owner, you know, passed away earlier this year. But when he uh, opened the club back, and I started going back in 2018, he he set the guidelines. Coaches not here to talk about football, so don't bother him. You know, just, let just relax and have a cigar. I don't drink, so I have to get my glass of water and have my cigar, and that's all I do. So, uh, but no, it, it was great to just be able to just kick back and relax and celebrate the huge wins, just to see the excitement everybody. I was really excited about, you know, the, the, the game and where we are as a program and homecoming as a whole. So all in all, it was a good celebration, but um, yeah, again, I'm paying for it today.
3: All right. I'm sure, Kelvin, go ahead.
4: So, Coach, give me your assessment of, uh, of the game, the, the, the team play. Uh, I, I would tell you, um, uh, y'all shut me up. I ain't got nothing to say. It was, a, it was, a, it was really a, a fantastic uh, game. You know, I never look for perfection. I do look for improvement. And I saw it in spades in a lot of places. This is second game in a row we've hit around 200 yards rushing to complement our passing game. Uh, secondary or making plays, getting interceptions. So, I mean, it, it it was a pretty, pretty complete game. But just give me your thoughts on the game.
1: Yeah, I, I share your sentiments. You know, obviously, I, I've been very critical of the team myself, you know, and then try to evaluate every aspect of it. But I thought top to bottom, we played a very, very sound game, a clean game. Didn't um, play perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, we definitely did a lot of really, really good things. Uh, ran the ball really well, you know, 181 yards, uh, threw for 272. Uh, and so, again, to have 453 yards and 55 or so snaps, I mean, that, that's very, very efficient. You know, had some explosive plays, um, you know, had three touchdown passes. And so I thought offensive line played as well as they played all year. You know, we had one sack, uh, but kept Jeremy upright uh, all night long, opened up running lanes all night long. The running backs ran hard, uh, receivers blocked well. I had a couple of drops in the second quarter that stalled some drives, but all in all, aside from that, um, I thought we played really solid. You know, uh, Jeremy missed a couple. Uh, I know you guys talked about the pass that Marcus um, dropped there uh, going towards the end zone, but I thought it was a, a ball that Jeremy could have left inside. He threw it over the outside shoulder, and uh, Marcus was wide open. And that's a tough catch to run full speed and make that over the shoulder catch. And um, But that one got away from him. The double move there on our sideline with K-Dot got away from him. Um, but other than that, I thought we played really well. Defensively, I mean, lights out. You know, it's absolutely lights out in every aspect. So no, no, no blemishes there. Uh, and then special teams was probably one area that we weren't very consistent. You know, we had a block punt first of the year, um, had a long return. We gave up on kickoff coverage. Uh, so we got to clean those things up. You know, Trey shanked the punt uh, there, you know, I, I think it's the second quarter. So just got to clean, be more consistent in special teams. We have, we have the talent. But you want to see that consistency to allow us to play at an elite level. But all in all, uh, again, complete performance, and that's what you expect on homecoming. And I thought our fans really, really enjoyed the product that we put on the field Saturday.
3: Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Marcus, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so good evening, Coach. Um, I wanted to ask. I was looking at some of the some of the stats from NCAA.com, and it looks like we're trending in the right direction as it relates to not having as many infractions. And so uh, to what do you attribute that that shift from early on in the season where we were kind of near the bottom or, or basically second, but now we're trending upward towards that? And, and how much of a role has the senior leadership or the uh, upperclassmen that we have, the grad students, the seniors and the COVID seniors helped contribute towards making that improvement?
1: well you know we we talk about it a lot discipline is is something that we stress a lot in our program and it's about little things you know just focusing on the little things and doing them right you know so false starts offsides illegal formations uh personal files you know, those are a lack of focus a lack of a lack of attention to detail you know i, I don't ever worry about in game penalties holding pass interference um block load the waste those face masks those things don't don't bother me you are playing hard you're going to get a face mask every now and then you're going to get a hands to the face, you know, you're going to get a holding call here and there so. Uh, my the penalties that I worry about are the ones that happen before the ball is snapped, and then the one that happens when the play is dead so we've done a much better job of, of controlling those type of penalties. And it's allowing us to play a cleaner brand of football and it's not putting us in bad positions because those penalties put you in bad positions if you get a holding call on first down you know it's, it's still first down you know, but a personal foul happens after the play so you lose a down or you give the team an automatic first down. So both were, were extremely detrimental. A false start, you know, backs you up five yards an offsides. and offsides. We had one other day on, on fourth down that extended the drive and gave them a first down. They didn't even have to snap the ball and they got a free first down. So those are the penalties you got to clean up and we're making a huge emphasis of it. Our leaders, our seniors, those guys understand it. And we're trying to drive that message home that great football teams don't beat themselves and those type of penalties, you know, beat you. And so we're, we're really, Doing a better job of, of emphasizing it, and the guys are taking heed to the message. It seems.
2: All right. Well, thank you, Coach.
3: Hey, Coach. So, as I was listening to the the SWAC media day presser this morning, and I'm and I'm, you know, obviously, it, it must have felt a little. I don't know how much of it you listened to, but a lot of the coaches definitely recognizing you and the team for for taking care of the East. And it it brought to mind what you said the previous week about having those conversations with Coach Chinnis Berry. Um, you guys kind of having those those conversations. And I, I don't know if you've already talked to him or had a chance, but is there anybody that you maybe talked to in the moment in the past 24, 48 hours and say, OK, I've kind of accomplished this first of many things that I want to accomplish. How do I what do I do? How do I handle this next phase, which is whatever for us? One and oh. Winning the next game, staying in control of what we can, what we can control. Have you had that conversation? And I mean, you feel free if you want to share maybe who it was with, uh, how would that go, or who was it with.
1: Oh well, yeah, of course. Uh, my, my brother, Tennis okay. and I we we talked this morning uh, on you. the drive in. So that's a, that's a weekly call. You know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna make that call every week. Uh, we're gonna talk about the previous game, talk about this week's game, bounce some offensive ideas off of each other. Uh, and then talk about uh, how we motivate the guys. We're in a very similar situation, you know. They're undefeated. Um, they've clinched their their respective side of the division, well, not division, but they've clinched the championship game there in the S I C, and obviously we've clinched here on the east. And so we're we're two teams that are playing really good football, very strong defense, um, and so again, we we share a lot of the same um, challenges within our respective programs. So he's a great resource. He's a great listener. And uh, again, he he's been a, with God saying uh, as a big brother to me throughout this time, and I'm the kind of the elder statesman as a head coach because I've been a head coach longer than him. Uh, but just to have that voice uh, of a guy that you can trust and bounce ideas off of uh, has been has been great. But there are other guys I talk to as well, but just not as frequently uh, as Coach Barry and I.
3: How how and I'm I may I may have missed this. How did that relationship start? Where did it form?
1: I formed a long time ago, back when we were both assistant coaches in the swag. You know, I was at Alcorn State. He was at Southern. Uh, we were both offensive coordinators. And so, you know, I, I've always respected uh, his offensive mind. You know, he and Eric Dooley were probably the two guys that I looked at um, across outside of, you know, myself and, and what we were doing there at Alcorn offensively and, and, and admired what they did. And so, you know, we had a chance to talk and kind of bounce ideas off of each other and share our philosophies and uh and i knew it was time for him to become a head coach so we built that relationship as assistants i got my first opportunity a couple of years later um he was still at southern as a coordinator doing a really great job and then obviously when uh, his name started coming up for head jobs he leaned heavily on me obviously to to get advice of you know how to run your own program and and you know some of my experiences as, as a as a new head coach so it, it just it started back as assistants and, and now we've both elevated to become leaders of our respective programs and uh it is great to have that resource there every week that you can again bounce ideas off of in a you know in a non-judgmental way, you know, right. with, with
3: brothers. And and that's that's a that's a great asset. Love it. Appreciate you sharing that. Go ahead, Kelvin.
4: Coach, the game this weekend is gonna be the weather's gonna be a little different. Uh it's gonna be gonna be a little cold down there. As a matter of fact, it's in the twenties uh during the week, but I think it warms up just a little bit. Would well, be 39:40 at night, and and we got a two o'clock kickoff, so it'll be probably around 60:59. But uh, is there any difference, in, in as far as the approach, um, when the when the weather's a little bit
1: colder? No, not really. Um, you know, we practice in the morning, so it's a little chilly, a little brisket here sometimes, and you know it's football, so you know football is gonna get cold in November and December. So if you want to play championship ball you better prepare yourself for some inclement weather. So, no, I I don't worry about the elements. The good thing about it, whatever elements we're facing, other teams facing the same one. You know, so if it's a little chilly, uh, it's chilly for both teams. If it's a little windy, it's windy for both teams. We're both teams from the south. It's not like we're going up to the northeast to play, you know, Howard or Norfolk, one of those MEAC teams that, you know, a lot of those guys are from that region. Alabama and them gets their guys from the same places we get ours. So, (laughs) we're cold. We're all going to be cold, you know, but – but, no, it, it's great football weather. And, and once yeah. you start playing, you know, it, the, the cold weather doesn't bother the guys that are on the field. It's the ones that are off the field that it kind of affects a little bit more. But if it's in the 50s, 60s, I mean, that's not cold. That's that's good football weather. Uh, you worry more about the wind because now you got to consider kicking and passing the ball and those type of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you're going to play football in the cold in November. So you better mentally prepare yourself for it.
3: Uh, Marcus, let you get the last one in here with Coach.
2: Yes, a quick question. The improvement in the running game. I know last year it seems, though, there are a rash of injuries and nicks and bruises, and it seems like we've uh, gotten past that hurdle and everyone seems to have been. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Remain remain healthy. To what do you attribute that in terms of it contributing to the overall – uh, stoutness of the run game.
1: Yeah, uh, running the ball is a mentality. And, uh, you know, I think we started the season with it. You know, we, we made a commitment to doing so. And, you know, we really challenged the offensive line. You know, Coach Henry made a point every day during training camp, you know, during the offseason to remind the guys that we were dead last in the conference in rushing last year. And so it was a real challenge to the offensive line to get the ground game going. We started out the gate really well against Jackson. I mean, ran the ball extremely well. Um, You know, had some big explosive runs, and then obviously we ran up against the strongest team we played all season in South Florida, and we didn't run it particularly well. And then after that, we kind of started declining a little bit week by week. And so when the bye week came, you know, we really went back to the drawing board and and said, hey, what do we need to do to address the running game? And one, again, made a commitment to it, how we practice it, you know, the physicality that, that it takes, really stressing to the running backs about pressing the line of scrimmage, being patient, being able to make a guy miss. And it was just an overall commitment to it. And I think the guys accepted the challenge. And, uh, you know, we played a team two weeks ago, Texas Southern, who had a three, three down front. So we figured we'd have some opportunities there in the run game. Uh, and then last week, you know, we just said, hey, look, we got we got to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I thought those guys did that. Even after TJ Lee, our starting center, went out you know, early there in the second quarter, uh, we were still able to run the ball extremely well. So you know, we got to continue that. Uh, we've shown that we can throw it against anyone. Uh, but if we can run the ball effectively, and be efficient. Uh it takes a lot of pressure off of our defense to play a lot of snaps. Uh and it just it, it mentally wears your other team out. When you when you can't stop the other team running the ball, that's a very, very uh frustrating thing. So we want to continue to impose our will on other teams and this will be a great opportunity for us to continue to do so this
2: weekend. All right. Well thank you, coach.
3: Coach, hey, we appreciate your time uh this evening, though it's been a long day, uh back to the grind tomorrow. Um one and zero is that. Let me ask one last question: is That the one and zero mantra, which it really feels like, has kind of been like a last five to ten year kind of thing. That's is it easier to sell now as you you kind of have the examples that you've been putting forth, and the guys are we've had these consecutive winning streaks in, in seasons. Is it is it easier to sell guys to sell that to guys? Because you know sometimes I, I wonder, it just feels like coach speak. But but I when we talk to Nick. Uh, Dixon earlier. I mean, he he was he was repeating it. It's it's like ingrained in it. So just just. Humor me. Just tell me a little bit about one and zero, because I'm I'm trying to live my life one and zero. I'm just trying to win tomorrow. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm on that I'm just gonna get a shirt that says one and zero. I'm just trying to win today.
1: Well, well, honestly, and just full transparency, that's one of the things I got from Coach Barry. You know, that's one of his big things. If you follow that's him on social media, uh, it's, it's one and zero. And in every game he wins, he posts on the day. He posts uh, to to Tiger Nation. You know, hey, we went one and zero, and so there, there are a lot of ways you know, we, we come up with these sayings or, you know, uh, beliefs and philosophies, and there are a lot of different ways to say it. So you just try to come up with a way that can resonate with the guy. So, you know, we talk about process, you talk about being where your feet are, you know, or, or paying attention to, to the details of focusing on a little thing. So all those it all means the same thing, you know, say we're going one and zero means that, Hey, we only get to play one game this week. And, and so, our goal is to win that one game. We can't think about the following week. We can't think about a championship three weeks away. We can't think about a celebration bowl that's over a month and a half away. We have to focus on what's in front of us right now. Alabama a is the only thing that matters to us. The game is weekend. And so that's going one no. Now, you dial it back even more than that because you say, okay, that game isn't for another five days. So to us, 1-0 means tonight, Right. Are, are the guys getting rest? We got we got to get up tomorrow morning and be here at 6 a.m. Well, they got to be here before that to get dressed and taped, but call up is at 6 a.m. And so can I win tonight? Can I go 1-0 tonight? If I haven't eaten dinner yet, can I, can I go 1-0 with my meal? Am I eating healthy? Can I go 1-0 with my rest? Am I getting enough rest? Can I go 1-0 tomorrow morning, getting up, getting my mind right to win this practice, to get better? two hours we're out there on the field once we're off the field can i go 1-0 and in the classroom and go to all my classes and, and do the work that i need to do then kind of turn around and go 1-0 and at lunch can i go 1-0 and in treatment can i go 1-0 and on study table like you're just developing those habits of just winning the small battles and that's what a football game is it's a series of small battles that will ultimately culminate in a big win at the end a season is, is 11 small battles that will culminate in hopefully an opportunity to extend that to twelve or thirteen at the end of the season. So you just really get into that mindset of being where your feet are, focusing on the thing that's right here in front of your face, winning that thing. And if you do, you keep that laser focus on the task. It develops great habits because to be to be one and knowing something, you got to be attention. You got to pay attention to detail. You got to be a habit-driven person. And so that's what we're trying to instill in these guys. That's that's what fundamentals are. That's our word for today, our F for today is fundamentals. So the little things, do it 10,000 times, make it a habit, and you'll be great at it, right? And so that's what we're trying to instill into these guys, and that, that one and no motto is something that they can relate to because now it not attaches it to, you know, if you go one-and-oh, no, you won, right? If you go one and you lost. So being one and no means that you won the respective thing that you're going after, and uh, that's, the, that's the, the mindset that we have, and even though we've clinched. We, go, we we want to go one and this weekend. That's the most important thing for us right now. Is to focus 100 percent of our attention and 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 and, focus, and mindset on Alabama and
3: Well said, well said, Coach. I'm gonna have to play this back several times and keep that keep that as a reminder on my phone. Uh, so I'm gonna try to win tonight and then wake up and try to win tomorrow. But uh, Coach, always thank you for your time. Thank you for making yeah. time for Thanks, us. Coach. Congrats again, and uh, we we uh, we look forward to. Uh, to the team safe travels to Huntsville and we'll see you guys on Saturday. All right, All right. Coach.
1: Thank you guys. Appreciate it. I hope you had a happy homecoming. Yes, we did. Very
4: happy, coach. Thank you, coach.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I owe you. Right. I
4: owe you a cigar. Your cigar you choice.
3: Hey, that's I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be waiting on
4: it. <laughs> okay. All right.
3: All right, guys. All right. Later. All right. Again, that's uh head coach Willie Simmons. Uh always good to have coach on. Um man. Awesome stuff, man. Um all right, uh real quick, I, I was there any 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 meat still left on the bone in terms of the stats from the other night that uh you think we should mention. Um I noticed the swag honors came out and we didn't have anybody on that list. But uh Yeah, it was
4: it was a team win. It was a good team mm-hmm. win. Everybody contributed. So Best. I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Major. He had what yeah. eleven tackles and stuff. You know, he eleven tackles. Yeah, he, he could have been considered. Um, what? I I think that for, for again for for me, the full full penalties for forty yards. Uh-huh. That's that's what our penalty yardage was, and then the other, uh, six point two yards average per rush. That's running a damn ball there. So, yes, so, um, man, we keep the penalties down, and we get an average or six yards a rush, and you know, we are gonna win a lot of games that way.
3: I, I will tell you this. Uh, I would encourage anybody to, if you have binoculars, maybe for a play or two, or even a defensive series, put your binoculars on just the the front. Uh, or find Isaiah Major and put your binoculars on him, uh, James Ash, uh, Grable, uh, Gentle Hunt. Just put it on those. I, I watched through one the binoculars. I watched James Ash make a tackle with a guy draped on his neck, the offensive lineman draped on his neck. And he just blew the guy up, made the tackle. And one time I saw Major. Hit, the guy hit major and, or I, I'm going to rewind that major hit him. And it was like, he hit a wall and I'm just, you, you sometimes don't get that when you're watching it on TV, but sometimes just put your binoculars on a, on those guys for maybe one series and you will see how good our front is our front. Uh, I guess we'd say the front six because the four down two linebackers, um, but our front four is really good. It really is. Yeah. And I I I you know, watching them call for work, I was start working stat crew, I, I, I just I was like, damn, damn. I mean, I said that about five times. A little, probably more than I needed to up there. But it, it was just watching <laughs> our front blow up offensive linemen from Prairie, View, make tackles, people drag, dragging on them, uh and and major is the truth? Uh, I was going to ask you guys, it's hard to if you had, to, and I should have put a poll up and said it would have been unfair, but who had the better or the prettier interception? Was it was it Griffey? Was it Eric Moore? Or uh, who had the other interception? Um, Glaze. Glaze, 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 Jalen, yeah. you know, who had the more exciting interception? Because I'll tell you what, the, the one that Eric Smith made. <laughs> wow that was uh that was pretty special uh he went up and high pointed that one to come down with it and that could have easily have been a throwaway uh or just a deflection but uh that was pretty impressive
4: you can make a case for all three so, so glaze intercession was the most important or most impactful because the score was 147 yes it was uh coming to the half. And they were in scoring position. They were moving the ball. Yeah. And so when he made his pick, he flipped the field because he returned it by, what, 59 yards or so?
3: Yes, he did. And then
4: two plays later later before going into the half, now the score is 21-7. But I agree with you. Um, Stylistically, Eric's uh, pick was the most graceful, the most artful. Yeah, and then uh, Griffey Zone was the most sentimental. Your dad it there is a first pick. It's I a first pick, pick. since. Yeah. Um, it had to feel darn good. So, um, you know, it's a great storyline. It's a great sentimental moment. So, um, but for for me, just the fact that the defensive backfield made plays, and yeah. and and, some, and you know, a couple of new names. Uh, i just i just want to see more of that and um and, you know that's very encouraging cuz you you talked about our front four and 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 really uh our front sits uh and how how well they are and we rotate a lot of guys in um up there too but uh to see the you know the secondary to kind of be a strength in a game as much as that front four was I mean, man, we become more of a complete team. We start, and and that's that's just, that's a beautiful thing. It it puts us closer to where we want to be.
3: sacks were recorded by Anthony Dunn Jr. Sharif say which I think Sharif is now in like three maybe three I know at least it feels like Sharif has made sacks in like two or three consecutive games now Um, he was one of those guys that we talked about with his frame that we were just kind of excited to see what he would become but it looks like he is sort of she's starting to work himself into that 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 rotation that first and second team rotation uh, and then the other sack was by Allen Smith. Uh, those were the three sacks, uh, in total. Um, I was trying to see total tackles for loss. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, uh, eight and a half tackles for loss. Isaiah had two of them, two and a half of them. And then of course, uh, Kendall Bowler had three pass breakups, um, Javon, uh, Javen Morgan had a breakup. Eric Smith had a breakup. Uh, Dakar Edwards had a breakup as well. Um, Marcus, anything you want to, any, any last notes you add? to add?
4: 220 total yards of offense for Prairie View.
3: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: No. It says it it's all. we have got to continue going forward.
3: Uh, I did put out there uh, on Twitter Sunday morning the hot topic at the post-game tailgate tent. Uh, who would you like to see, fam, you play in the SWAG championship game? You know, we talked about that, Kelvin, post-game. Uh, so I put the poll out there. Uh, Southern, Alcorn, Grambling, and Prairie View. Now, again, I phrased it, who would you like to see, right? Uh, right now, well, let me ask you guys, who would, who would you like to see? I'll go with you, Kelvin, and then Marcus, before I give the results so far.
4: Well, you know, I told you at the tailgate, it's a no-brainer for me, Southern, and and why? Because it's a rival game. It'll be a rematch. The, the, the part of the sweat championship game, the band has to come, so the jukebox will be here, and, and, and you know, the home team keep to get get to keep the gate, so to beat them the, them Jaguars twice, the and, and and the bank, man, you can't beat it.
3: So for me, it's Southern. Marcus, how about you? Who would you like to see you play in the SWAG championship game?
2: That's a very good rationale, and I really can't argue against it. I didn't think about it that way. But I was thinking Alcorn just because we haven't played them, and it puts will put a stamp on we play just about everybody we could possibly play on both sides of the conference. And, and if we were to prevail, then we would have – it would be – not that it would be disputed anyway, but we'd be undisputed. We would have played everybody; nobody playing twice that we have film we could look at before. We would have beaten everybody legitimately, based off the the talent and the coaching that we have, with no questions asked about what if or what it coulda, shoulda.
3: Well, I, I'll tell you, Alkanites uh, chimed in. Uh, they, they got it. They got in more so than Southern folks or. Graham fam or Prairie View, because I I and I think we have played them before, but it's been a long time. Somebody said in the 80s. Uh, yeah, the last it's time been a while that we played Allcorn. Well, with 52.5 percent of the votes right now, there's still a day left to vote, but 52 percent right now is leaning towards Allcorn. corn. Uh, they're starting to pull away on this. Southern is in second with 26.3 percent of the vote. Followed by Grambling with eleven point seven and preview at nine point five. So, uh, I you know, I and I I like your rationale. I think if I had put a video of you saying why Southern, I think that might have sold a lot of people. But I think people picking Alcorn are kind of thinking something new. But but then again, like you said, the the rivalry of Southern makes it makes it kind of interesting. I I I personally think Alcorn is the team to beat, but this weekend will prove me right or wrong because that's right. They play each other. Uh it's in Lorman, Mississippi. We'll talk about that on Wednesday show, but uh that that'll be the game of the week in the SWAC because somebody will move somebody will move ahead in first place and kind of really maybe control their destiny with about two games yeah, two to three, three. weeks left. Three. Yeah. yeah, they're still see. They got a. That's funny. They they still have a lot of ball left to play. I mean, we do too, but some of those. T- but t- we're on the weak games.
4: part of our schedule.
3: Yeah, we're yeah. on the yes, yes, we are. So we got three games left, two conference games left, and of course, again, only need one win, one more win to host the uh, SWAC championship game. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for our post game. Recap. Hey of Brian. All. Yes.
4: Right before you close, let's shout out all the people who came to the tailgate, man. And I I I know we probably ain't got the pictures ready, but but I know yeah. I know we saw Bull and and um, uh Ashton and
3: Yep, uh Ashton uh saw uh the uh the Musa family, uh Miss Joanne. Yes, is is yes uh, I see Miss Gar, I see
4: Miss Garcia.
3: Yep, uh here. Yeah. yeah. I see Bull in here, Bull. Congratulations. He got a shout out for saw, saw in, Alton, uh,
4: James Austin.
3: Um, yep. Yeah. Uh Dexter. Saw Dexter Martin. Yeah. Uh by. Uh who else we forgetting? Um Jimmy like Mack. Jimmy Mac, of course, yeah. Jimmy Mack was there. Good to see Jimmy Mack. Of Sam. Uh yeah, of course, yeah, Sam was there. Um uh we we uh oh,
4: definitely DeFra- gotta thank Miss Thomas for the gumbo. Yes.
3: Cardell uh, yeah. Thomas Mother. Yes, yes, Mr. All oh, the gumbo was so good.
4: Seafood gumbo. Oh, it was, so Marcus, oh, it was as advertised, people. Was
3: so There's a few photos. I Kelvin took photos. I and I'm reminded. I, 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 remind I, them I, I them. got
4: photos. We'll show we'll share some of the photos Wednesday.
3: For Wednesday, yeah. We got a we got a photo dump though so that we can put them out on Wednesday's show. Uh oh, the seafood was so good, Marcus. So good. Um, but uh everything everything was good. Um I anybody that we might have left out uh we we'll, we we'll, we we'll kind of do a roll call on Wednesday and kind of see I know I had a picture uh, we saw DeFran earlier cuz he had a he had a yes. pop up uh, on Perry Street so uh he of uh, the uh, alt, uh uh the uh, Lawrence, collection, Lawrence collection Anthony Lawrence collection uh so we saw him and uh just a, just a good time and and it's always funny seeing photos of people who were there and you're like oh I didn't know they were there or, oh I see you know and it's like you know, that's what I'm going through now. I'm kind of going through the roll call of seeing people who were there that I didn't see. Uh, Marcus was there. Marcus uh, got to see Marcus. And yep. So just just very good to see every everybody. And uh, we, we're we already working. I was telling uh, our our executive, uh, uh, our CEO, Roy Evans, we got to figure out uh, for the SWAC championship game because, of course, you know, we got to bring the whole BCSN team down. For um, the Swag Championship game, so uh we already know Doctor Cavill and the crew will be down. If it's Southern, you know who knows. We might see Carlos Brown. If it's Alcorn, we'll have Charles Edmund of the Alcorn State Sports Radio Network, Uh and uh, it, it just be it'll be a good time. So, uh Huntsville. By the way,
4: we we got to do a pregame in Orlando.
3: I already got the power and the spot. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We got to start working on that. And also, I'm going to put this bug out there uh, for folks who are watching and listening. I'm going to try to see. I was working with Mike Reed. I'm trying to find a way how to send some high school students in the Orlando area to the Florida Classic. There's a lot of high school students in this area where I live who have not been to the Florida Classic. And I want to find a way to provide them with some tickets, maybe them plus one, a family member or somebody that can go to the game. I was talking to Mike Reed. We were trying to figure out a good price point and try to see if we could get people to donate, uh, whether it be $20 to help go towards a ticket. So because so that way, I can, if, if I do nothing but if I get 25 high school students to go to the Classic, it would change their life because you'd be surprised how many young African-American students not only at my school, but I know Keith Hadley and I have talked about it at his school, other folks, have never been to the Classic. And that's that's sad. And I don't care if you go to FAM. Well, I do care. But, but I want you to go to an HBCU, FAM or Bethune. But the experience of seeing Bethune and FAMU in that stadium uh, on full display, bands, football team, the atmosphere, the pregame, the tailgate, the postgame, um, that is something that I, I wish for every high school student in this community. Um, and so I got to find a way to help make that happen. So I, I may be calling on on our ONG Strike Zone community to help, help me out uh, with that. So maybe on Wednesday I'll share some more. But I, I just wanted to share that's what I'm working on. So uh, if you would, you know, give me that. So, all right, guys, let's get ready to wrap it up and, and get out of here. Uh, so we can get going. Um, we got other happy things. homecoming,
4: great win, homecoming. congratulations, yes, Growlers
3: indeed. everywhere. Yes, indeed. Uh, congratulations. Thanks for checking us out. Make sure to share the show with some friends and family. Thanks to Nicholas Dixon. Thank to Coach Simmons. Thanks to Coach Simmons for coming on tonight, and uh, we appreciate all of you. Wednesday, uh, the show will be. Not only on this feed, but also on our JBN feed and everywhere else that we normally are Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. So get ready basketball. to share and tell your friends. Basketball show. Yes, a big basketball show, big event happening Wednesday in Tallahassee to kick off the basketball season. Uh, we're gonna have our um our, our special uh guest, a couple of special guests, uh that'll be uh that'll be joining us not only for the season. Uh, But then we'll be talking to uh, Coach McCullum, And we're still trying to get Coach Gordon. So maybe we'll get a surprise in there and we'll get Coach Gordon in as well. But uh, it'll be a a heavy basketball-themed show on Wednesday. So uh, just want to let you guys know that. All right. So for Marcus and Kelvin, I'm Brian. Thank you for watching the show. Uh, Happy homecoming. Let's try to win tomorrow. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0 One and zero, and win on Saturday. One and zero. That's the theme. So let's get ready to do it, Rattler Nation. God bless. Peace out. <laughs>